0: Many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money. Be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle. It's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, the perfect place for you hi i'm tiff and welcome to the life unscripted podcast building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes i mean there's a million things to do and you only have two hands but not to fret i've got some goodies for you i want you to visit organizedenergy.com dot c o slash spill the t organized energy dot c o slash spill the t I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I wanna to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy. .co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're gonna do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right, so that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up.
1: Yeah, now this is awesome
0: hey guys and welcome to another edition of the life unscripted podcast i'm sorry y'all i'm looking all crazy with my bangs here <laughs> um I normally do not even do the camera, but this is a special occasion this month. And so I'm so excited to to present this series. Before I get into explaining what the series is, I will first introduce myself for some that might be new to the platform. Um, I'm your girl. I'm your new business and balance and podcast bestie. I'm Tiff and uh, I uh, am the proud owner of Organized Energy Coaching and Consulting. Um, And so what I do is I help people tell their story through helping them to launch their own podcast and get their books published. So that's that. Um, But this month, usually my content is evergreen. So usually you can listen to it at any time. There's not going to be any date there. It would apply whenever. Um, In this case, I will date it a little bit and say that we are recording this in the month of February as we honor Black History Month. And so that's the main and only reason why I'm even on front of this camera because usually all my things are audio. (laughs) Um, But what I wanted to do this year, and if if you've been following this series, then you will have heard me say this before. But for those who have not, I will say this. Um, I wanted to do something different this year that was going to help me see Black History Month a little differently. What I mean by that is that uh, coming up, uh, I would be introduced to Black History Month and be reminded of our history and heritage as it pertains to inhumane treatment. So, you know, when I was coming up, we were reminded, we saw things like roots. We saw the stories of Ruby Bridges, of Martin Luther King, of Rosa Parks, Jim Crow days, the March on Washington, and so on and so forth. And it was always torment or something, you know, sad. You know, we might see sounder, but it just wasn't ever anything where we were uh, shown to be anything great. It was just a reminder of how somebody had their foot on our neck. And we were to celebrate this all month long in the shortest month of the year. And in my mind as a child, I just couldn't get excited about it because it just seemed almost traumatic. It was traumatic. And it just seemed um, it was just sad. And so uh, I honor the month because it's my heritage. I'm, of course, a person of color. But by the same token, I was like, well, what is in and, and those those instances? You know, they have great um they have great meaning to us as a culture and as a nation, absolutely. So not to discount the, the weight and the importance of those instances in those eras, for sure. However, there are some good things that are going on, too. And uh, this year, I wanted to be intentional as a brand. I said, well, what is my brand doing to uh, highlight Black history in the making? And so I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to reach out to some folk in my LinkedIn Rolodex. And I'm going to see who's doing something good in the hood. And I want to invite them to join me in conversation so that we can spotlight, highlight, feature them. And uh, so with that being said, we have none other than Mr. Merrill um, Holloway. Uh, and he's been someone that I was introduced to during my journey. I relocated for the first time few about three years ago, and I came out on the coast and uh, just kind of built up, you know, a little network and try to meet as many new friends as I could. Meryl was one of those people. And um, we don't connect a lot. And so I said, you know, I want to connect with those who I'm not really connecting with on LinkedIn. We got people in our back pocket. We don't use them. we don't call people. we don't check in on them. And you never know the treasure that you got in some friends that you just should, you know. And so with that being said, welcome, Meryl.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. Now, thank you for having me. This is a really cool idea, and yeah, we just we don't get a chance to to connect like we should. This uh, this pandemic has been an interesting couple of years now. So it has. Thanks for having me.
0: But you know, one thing that um, sticks out about me is your passion for community service. Um, in one of our interactions, you know, you know, we were you know meeting at one time trying to find out. Uh, exploring some ways that you could even more positively impact our community. Um, And I really, I didn't forget that about you. Um, And so when I thought about who can I call up, who can I reach out to inbox, whatever, you know, you definitely were top of mind because, you know, I I want people to know that we are more than what is portrayed in the media. You know, a lot of times we see um, there's a negative narrative that's going on that's not truth that's not the full truth and the full scope of our capability as a black people as a black race um as descendants of Africans you know we we're doing some pretty incredible things and I wanted to highlight that and so when I remember the great things you're doing the community I said okay let's see if Meryl will come on let's see if (laughs) you'll tell us so let us know and give us an introduction of you know kind of who you are what your passions are, what are you doing personally and professionally um, that would be of interest to our, our, our audience?
1: Uh, well, I hope this is of interest to the audience. Um, so Tiffany, yeah. So it's it's funny. Um when I first got it, when we first met, we were in a big forum with a lot of, you know, black American folks that were interested in like being able to connect for like business opportunities um just wanting to you know share ideas share community um not knowing that um in a in a short year or so year and a half we would be in this you know world changing you know pandemic that and then and be confronted with um really tough imagery um i think about george floyd doing the uh seeing those those images um uh seeing um the highlights of, um, of, you know, police brutality, other imageries, uh, the Colin Kaepernick's like, we've been captive and seen all of this stuff on video, um, that has shown different parts of the Black American experience. And, um, I have, uh, been on an evolution and growth from, um, wanting to, um, have organizations be thoughtful about how they participate with um, business and entrepreneurs like, like us um, that share this affinity of this um, proud uh, connection to descendants of enslaved people. Um, so I've been building that out. Um, I've been trying to take the resources and things that I've learned from spending you know, 20 years almost, more than 20 years really, um, in the Durham Raleigh business community and taking those resources back to my hometown, which is a very rural county, uh, Rockingham County. I'm from a little town called Reedsville, uh, and I had no, and I, I had no idea the 20, 24, 25 year old me had no idea that I would um, be uh, intentional in wanting to connect resources, and people, and ideas from you know, different places back home. I left home with no intention to come back. So mm-hmm. um, I've just been uh, exploring and, and and building that out. Um, you know, I'm an economic developer. Um, I'm a, a social justice champion, worked for a big, large nonprofit. Um, felt like I wanted to figure out ways to um, try to solve, not solve something, but like concentrate on, you um, uh, one particular area instead of a bunch um you know and uh create wealth protect wealth and by doing that um people should be healthier so whole I lot of things that, under that
0: i think that's in that's obviously uh an incredible and a very noble uh journey that you're on you said that you left home with no intent on going back never um so what Change the trajectory of what it is that you ended up doing that caused you to give back you know back to your hometown and all that what got you uh uh, started or what inspired you to kind of get on this leg of your journey
1: yeah I I think it was uh I went to so I left college I, I mean I left the rural community I'm from to go to college here in the area so I went to UNC Chapel Hill and my whole vision um for going to school was not to get an education it was to get um a job okay. um it was to find a way to create wealth for myself um and it was solely just focused on me like you know um my parents um, kind of drilled that into me and were like you know you're going to college you're getting out of here and there were opportunities that we didn't have we want you to have them and but it was super it was just singularly focused and so I spent you know 10 years like singly focused you know worked in the corporate sector made some pretty decent money Um, But I just wasn't happy and I didn't feel like the work I was doing was, um, I don't, it it did, it wasn't bigger than me and it wasn't helping anybody but myself and my immediate family, you know, like, just like my circle. And I was like, there has to be something more than this. Um, And there are people who look like me in my hometown that may or may not get opportunities to do X, Y, and Z. And there are people in my hometown that college is not, doesn't make the most sense for them Mm -hmm um uh, uh as their plan to uh be successful and however they want to define it i think we define success by the stuff that we have or the title we have or the corner office and it, i just got to a point where like no success for me is feeling like um like my life has had some texture because i don't think it i didn't think it did at that point and so it, i i spent uh, almost a year, Tiffany, not working. I was blessed to be in a position where I didn't have to work, and I ended up um, falling in love with this big nonprofit um, in in Durham that was doing some really awesome stuff, for, like with economic opportunities for um, people of color, um, supporting women owned businesses, co ops. Like this whole idea of just like what can we do um, to do, what what could the organization do to find traditional and non-traditional ways to fund people's dreams? And that spoke to me. um, And the more that I got involved in that work and I spent time in rural communities that looked a lot like the one I was from, I was like, I should go back to my rural community and try to take some of the things I've learned from this experience, from this large nonprofit, and build out something, um, that will benefit the people, um, where I'm from. And then it just grew into all the things that I do to stay connected and living. I I live in Raleigh and I live in Raleigh have been in, in Durham or Raleigh, you know, for the last 25 years, I'm not leaving like this is my home, but there's so many, um, networks and people that are doing really amazing things, um, that don't um their information and, and wisdom don't get back to these communities where I'm from. And Rockingham County where I'm from is not unique. You know, there's Caswell County, if you know folks listening to you that are from North Carolina, live in other Beaufort or uh Robinson County, there's all these counties where people they leave um and they don't necessarily have an opportunity to interact with, you know, folks in the in the big city. So yeah, that was just a flash point. I was like, what can I do that's gonna um, What's going to be my contribution to the society? So when I'm gone, because we all will be one day, um, how do I die a good death? You know.
0: I love that. I, I, it's a, you know, and I hope that as um, our our friends are listening or viewing um, this conversation, that um, that it, it makes all of us think about that you know, how are we living a life of impact? How are Mm -hmm. we helping somebody else in our little corner of the world? It doesn't have to be something on a grand scale. Um, It can be for just another human life. And to them, it is grand because it made all the difference in, you know, whether they thrive and survive or not, you know, Mm -hmm. all from the gift that you have to share, whether or not you give it or share it or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's very important. I think, like you said, we, I think some people do have a different view of what success is or what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. At a point of maturity along your journey, you do begin to see that what once was viewed as success is not anymore. And, you know, unfortunately, if all you have is your money, poor little you, you know, poor little you, if that's all you have is your money. Right, Um, because you've missed the whole boat you know Um, beyond what you do for others what do you do for you Uh, I ask that because with um, the numbers that we've seen regarding um, the mental health of our black men um, sometimes I mean those numbers have been very daunting uh, as far as um, the instances and occurrences of you know anxiety depression yep and other things that yep. reverberate I mean, you know mean we beat you know and and just the less likelihood of some of our black men seeking out professional help um, and just kind of a negative stigma that they have attached to having professional help you know a therapy what are your thoughts on that and what do you do to kind of make sure that Merrill is okay so that if you're okay you can show up at your best for somebody else
1: yeah no that's a really good question definitely and i know there are probably some things that i still align to that are uh potentially toxic i mean i i i think um for a long time i didn't think i thought it was a sign of weakness to admit that you know you're overwhelmed or you're having like some type of behavioral health challenge uh or to just set aside something for yourself that you like um i just i thought it was a sign of weakness um i um I, I do a lot of things, like I, I try to have quiet time, like intentionally be quiet um, and think. Um, I am trying to be better about uh, journaling. Um, I think when I first got a chance to interact with you, I, was, uh, I had just started doing some work with a, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Felipe, um, and we, he, has a, um, he got me involved in a purchasing co-op. And one of the things that he encouraged me to do was like take a day to journal. And just write down, like, you know, and like there's a professional, you know, benefit to it as well. Cause like you can, you know, kind of look at your day and, and say, okay, I wish I had done this better, or like, what are my goals and all that, that stuff. But like sometimes that journaling would like help me sort out things that I hadn't said out loud about, you know, anxiety or fears or, uh, or, um, you know, what I wanna get done. And so journaling, I do that. Um, i tore my rotator cuff in 2020 um in this pandemic so you know that word texture again is like it really resonated with me because our days don't have a ton of it like there's not much difference between monday and saturday you know what i mean and they used to be and that's weird um sunday still feel like sundays but monday through saturday i, I don't know um because yeah, a lot of us if you're privileged to be able to be at home a lot but um, I tore my rotator cuff in the maybe June of 2020 and um, I uh, didn't want to get surgery so I got physical therapy and then after the physical therapy strengthened the muscles to allow the tear I still have the tear the tear is still there but I built up the muscles around here so i'm I'm compensating for the where the tear would, would be pain without would hurt and if anybody has ever torn a rotator cuff it is the most painful I, uh but um, but the reason I'm talking about that, uh, my therapist encouraged me to, um, continue to do like, um, um, stretches and get massages, which is, that was another thing, toxic male ego. Oh, that's for girls. Or that's not a very manly thing to do, get massages. I have been doing that for like 16 months now. It's the best decision I ever made. Like, you know, monthly I get, you know, You know, it, 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 I have, you know, I have the exercise that I have to continue to do to keep this strong, but like it is a mental health, you know, I spend 90 minutes, you know, the targeted areas that I have, you know, my back or my leg or whatever, but it's also another time I can just relax and shut out the world. And it's just, it's just, it's just good for my behavioral health. So I do that. Um, I try to, um, you know, read a little bit, Um, but I, it's, I'm being really intentional. About, um, about having quiet time, um, doing like those things that just make me happy. Um, not getting so stressed about all the stuff that has to get done because there's a lot of stuff that gets done, a lot of needs. Um, but a friend of mine told me a long time ago that the work that, you know, and I, my work is you know still in the nonprofit space in addition to some of the economic development. But our, our role, if you're doing this type of work, to be healthy for the people that you want to help gain more health and and strength is we're just supposed to be pushing this really large rock up a really steep hill and we are only meant to be pushing it a few centimeters or a few inches at a time because if you get the mentality that you alone are responsible for getting this big boulder of whatever ism over the hill to solution you'll never be healthy because it's, not, it's it's not a wise way to think about it. So you you push it a few, somebody is going to be coming behind you to push it a few more when you get tired. And so yeah, it's it, it, it you have to be healthy. I think I would recommend people have to find ways to be healthy themselves to be healthy for the people that they want to find solutions and support. So that's been I, my I, I, I
0: absolutely love it. That reminds me of a biblical principle. In the Bible, it says that one plants the seed, one waters the seed, but -hmm. only God can give the increase. There you go. And that's that's a scripture. And uh, what you just described with the boulder going up the steep hill mirrors that. Mm -hmm. And um, we absolutely have to know that whether we are, we're the ones that planted the seed, that's our job. And that's, we planted the seed, you know, um, if we are the one that comes behind that and we do the ones that's just doing a little bit of the watering, but as you said we're not meant or built to do it all, you know it's not our job to do it all. And I think what happens is you do the person who was meant to do the other pieces of that process. You do them a disservice percent. try to take over and do it all, because, first of all, you're operating um, out of alignment with your assignment. Um, and you're not allowing them the opportunity to work within what they were gifted to do, you know. That's right. And so then what you just dis- you get did a disservice to yourself and to the one that was supposed to do it and possibly to the seed, because maybe you really don't do the best kind of watering. Maybe you're mm-hmm. just good at planting a seed, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would do more harm to the seed to try to do all the water. You might be more guilty of overwatering or not watering enough, you know? Do True your story. part. Just do your part. you know so um i love when you mentioned the journaling it is i mean when you do begin journaling i don't know that you're able to go through a day without journaling anymore it becomes something that you heavily um beyond prayer you know in addition to prayer journaling is essential Mm -hmm. i started journaling uh so so my mind i feel like i have adult adhd or add whichever one like you know me too too. (laughs) yeah and um and so focus and attention span ain't like the biggest thing you know i i'm real so that being said the idea of reading too long or reading a lot or writing a lot or thinking too long on something is kind of like i can't i don't think i could focus so i really when i started journaling it wasn't with the intent of writing complete sentences, writing paragraphs, writing a whole narrative. Literally when I started my journaling, um, and matter of fact, literally before we got on this call, I mean, I actually was doing that now. My, Mm -hmm. my key to journaling or the way that I journal is I pull things out of my head, like meaning that, you know, I have so much, uh, balled up sometimes you know you're just in a way you feel a way and you can't even figure out why do I feel this way or you got mm-hmm. so much going on and it's just like oh mm-hmm. my god so the way that I journal or the way I approach it is I'm just kind of pulling things out I'm like what in the world got you feeling like this okay so one I know that I'm thinking about blah, blah blah okay and I know number two I know that such and such is on my mind this thing okay I know I'm facing this and I just start to just number I just list the themes that I'm working with, dealing with, facing, you know, tripping about, whatever. Yeah. And then next to those items, I say, okay, so what are you going to do about it, sis? You know, okay, so yeah, this is the thing. And it feels like this big thing in your head. But right. when you look at it on paper, sometimes it's not as big as what it felt like in your head. You look at it on paper, and you're like, you upset is about it? it. The logical thing to do with this is to Call up so and so or apply for that or just send the email and fix it. Or you know, it's like you can look at it when it's on paper, and there are many, you know, there are logical things that you can do about the thing. And once mm-hmm. you did your part and you prayed and asked God to do what he's gonna do, you can that thing can go about its business, you know? Yep. And so it's it's um that's that's kind of how I approach journaling, but it's absolutely necessary. For my mental health as well and i encourage anyone who's not gotten into the practice of journaling male or female right if you don't have a a, 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 a mental wellness professional on your roster if you don't have the means or the resources to do that because therapy is just like woo, yes <laughs> for anyone that can but if you can't or if you don't trust anybody or if you're not there yet at least please journal you know i mean it's like it is just it's therapy with paper and pencil it really yeah. is
1: yeah um, yeah and and you're more honest you're more honest with it because like i think a lot of people journal in the uh with social media and i don't know if that's always an honest depiction right because like you're letting everybody in you're going to be more honest with yourself to other people because in social media you're most of the time you're projecting out all the positive things that are happening you're only going to tell
0: the parts that you want them to know and that's all and that's not so so okay there are people who only give the highlight reel Then there are others who function in their dysfunction and thrive off of the pity that comes with, that comes along with a sad story. That too. Well, some thrive off of people patting them on the back. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is happening to you. Some people, uh, function well in a victim role, you know? Yeah uh so and not to you know whichever way whatever it is but as you said i think you know it i agree to your point it's it's great to be honest with you and only you yeah. can be you know and that's on paper you know that's yeah. between you and you you and god you know right uh, you mentioned reading that you are getting that you like to read what is on your reading list and is there anything you'd like to recommend to anyone that may be listening or watching
1: yeah there is a book um called leadership on the line that i read recently and it talks a little bit about the different um styles of leadership there you know there's these traditional leaders like i think we grow up with like a traditional sense of a leader somebody who's in the front of the room um but a lot of leaders lead by example or they just kind of lead by how they live their lives or they lead by being quiet um and uh i have i've been tried i've tried to really um uh, we recommend that book leadership on the line um and then there's a book um called so you want to talk about race um and that was uh and i cannot remember um, i wish i could remember her name um it's a doctor mm, it'll it'll come to me i'll have to share it with you so you can let your people know but it's called so you want to talk about race if you type it in it's, it's dr doc, Some i can't remember uh the name but it's, it's a name i don't want to butcher um, and that was a really interesting, that's been a really interesting book that I' read recently that um, it came, it, 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 there was something that really crystallized with me when talking about, um, you know how uh, some of, one of the most frustrating things in, in um, corporate spaces or nonprofit spaces or spaces where you don't have full control is when you feel like there is something that has happened and you feel like, there is a, a racial component, or it's the, or it's, a, or it could be a, it could be gender or a sexual identity. You you feel as a person who was marginalized that a decision was made or something happened, you know, and it wasn't based on merit. It was just based off of people's lived experience and and their power dynamics. And the book crystallized this concept of it doesn't matter if you can prove it or not. You don't have to prove it. If someone feels like there was something that happened and race was a part of it, or gender discrimination was a part of it, then it is. It automatically is. There's no extra work, no research that you need to, that you need to do. So, as somebody who is entrusted with the care of people, so if you are, you know, an HR person or you run a company and somebody has, has raised an issue and says, "I feel like you know, race played a part in it," um, we don't have to put people on trial or gaslight them. Um, it is about that now how you handle it is going to be different um uh especially if there's going to be some punishment or something that comes towards somebody but it is about the thing that that person if that person feels like it's part of it there's something in your environment in your office culture that makes people feel that way and you need to figure out what that is so um i really love the way that she talks about so she has all these different strategies about how to navigate in spaces where people um only come with the perspective of their own personal lived experience and I think by default all of us you know I, I can't speak for everyone but I have had the experience that a lot of people that I come into contact and even myself you put your lived experience as the as the standard you know well most people I'm around don't that doesn't happen to them or I don't feel this well or I don't know anybody that's suffered through that and you have to check yourself to ask yourself why is my lived experience more important than this other person's you know so it's it's a really cool book
0: you know you said that and um i don't want to believe believe with the hour but I, it made me think about something else not only the um downplay of someone else's lived experience but also i have experienced um looking like i feel being spoken to or praised as though i'm different than what the stereotype has been made to be in their in their mind you know they they have this one narrative this one stereotype and they and they think that because we're african american that we're going to be a way speak away have a disability in a way you know can and so one of the biggest insults that I have received is what many would think is a compliment. You are so well spoken. Mm-hmm. You speak so well. Yeah. You know, we only have the time to go there, but you know, um, how was I supposed to speak?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know? think that's the question you have to ask people. I think we have to get comfortable. <laughs> like, so would it? I don't Like, like help me understand. What, what does that mean? You know, I think when you ask people to explain the things that they say and they hear themselves out loud, like somebody who says that to you, like, well, I don't, uh, I'm confused. Like, what, did, what were you expecting? I guarantee nine times out of 10, that person is going to be like, what? And then, and then it might not happen with you, but the next person that looks like you, I'm not going to say that. It's you almost know?
0: like asking a heavy set woman, how many months are you? You yes. know, and she's not even carrying Never. a baby. You know, it's little things we say that we don't think about before we say them that really can offend a person in a way that maybe you didn't intentionally mean to offend, but you did, you know, you You have to own it.
1: You have to own it. So you, you don't, you may not have intended to hurt somebody's feelings or offend, but you did and you just have to own it, you know? And and that's the part I think people get, uh, been out of shape. Like, oh, I didn't mean to. It's like, well, I know you didn't mean to, but I'm letting you know, you did. did. But you you did. did. Yeah, and we're good
0: it. as long as you own it, and yeah. as long as you don't own it, that's what makes it. it, it we're not good right now, you know, right. that's the thing. And, um, but yeah, I totally get that as we, you know, kind of bring it on to a close, yeah. Um, because this is really good, this is good for me, I, I love yeah. It.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I could um, talk about this for we could talk about that particular thing for three hours, you know, yeah, Pe- yeah. People might not want to watch that, but you know,
0: <laughs> but yeah, this is good. I, I just like catching up with folk, you know, yeah, and, uh, this is good. But I do want to ask uh, sure. two questions, and we'll, no, I got three.
1: Three, so one. Okay. I
0: want to know what can you do on the spades table? Can you be a good partner or not? You gonna get us set or not?
1: I, I'm the I'm the best spades player in the country. It's not Mary not now. even a question. It's not even a question. How
0: can that be when I am? How can it's it be? not?
1: A, it's not a question. How can it be? Not a question. Whether well, okay. you could be a partner, then you be a relevant partner. Uh, so I, we yeah, ain't gonna we, get you know,
0: set at the spades table if we partner. No. Nah, nah. Okay. That's so all I want to know because you know some can and some can't so we just got you know i just gotta ask and then i want to know what is on your playlist do you listen to uh, certain you know what's on your music playlist and if you're not into music because everybody's not into music maybe some are listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks sounds of nature you know so I can't really necessarily assume that it's going to be music that's on your playlist but what are you listening to that somebody else might want to be like let me try that you know yeah
1: I'll pick two th- there are two things I listen to or uh, maybe three I listen so music is big I listen to music well you know I my the corporate experience that I had when I first graduated from Carolina I did inventory management for blockbuster music so okay. I was, it was, I was essentially a buyer. So it was that, yeah. So like, I'm big into music. Um, it's controversial, but I am the biggest Kanye West fan. Um, just him as an artist. Uh, I mean, I definitely think there's some behavioral health issues that he needs some prayer and some help with, but I just think he's such a musical genius. And I still, de- this, this Donda album that he dedicated to his mother um, is in my playlist. I just think that he's a genius. Um uh, musically as well, I listen to um, there's an artist who uh, she is uh, um, I guess she's from Great Britain, uh, LMA. I yeah. really like her music, I like her stuff. Um, so those are probably the That's
0: two new workout I just saw um, the other day.
1: Yeah, no, she's amazing. Shes yeah. amazing. So like I, so like so Kanye West, LMA um, and then uh, you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts, but the one that I think is the one that gives me the most joy, uh, is a is a guy named Bomani Jones uh, he is a um, I mean he's a he's probably one of the smartest people I've ever heard but he concentrates on like you know sports and stuff so he you know he used to kind of be a, a art and music critic um, but he uh, he's he's got ties to this area he went to grad school at Kenan Flagler at UNC Chapel Hill he used to host a sports talk radio show uh, in Raleigh and uh, he has a show on HBO, and uh, he works for ESPN. But he—he he is probably the most gifted, or the person I respect the most when talking about matters of of, of race um, and discrimination. Uh, he has an unbelievable uh, perspective and a way with words, um, and and breaking down concepts that um that I yeah, I enjoy. So he has a podcast called The Right Time. With Bomani okay. Jones. I guarantee you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll you'll hear something, uh, uh, a concept that you never thought about. Um, even if you're not into sports, I, I, I think it would be enjoyable um, because what he does is he humanizes or you know, kind of puts a concept that's going on in sports into just like something that you can relate. Okay. And uh, he's just yeah, unbelievable, Bomani Jones. So
0: Okay. Yep. And the very last question I have for you okay. is what is a thought, a quote? words of wisdom that you might would leave us with that we can kind of ponder on and kind of kind of meditate on that for a little bit chew on it for a little bit oh
1: wow what would be um i don't know that is a really good one i guess um um stokely carmichael um if you're familiar with him during the um um uh, during this, the civil rights era, who was a, he walked alongside Dr. King and um, he, he said something that really resonates with me about um, integration and the civil rights movement. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to mess up the quote, but he said civil rights and uh, the work that Dr. King was doing along with other people was not trying to have um, Black Americans be integrated in society. It was a um, it was a um, a proclamation to folks in power that you cannot restrict my movement and I think that was a awesome um, way to kind of describe what the whole civil rights era was about it you know you know integration yes I mean it, it, was, it was helpful for folks to be able to have access to spaces they didn't have access but it really was you can't restrict my movement and like there shouldn't be policies that restrict my movement in any way and that's i think that way it, it's it's a healthier way to look at it it's not um not necessarily talking about being separate and like having our own stuff or or being angry with white folks or black folks coming into power uh, it was like there the our country should protect us all uh, and you should not have arbitrary um, rules and regulations that restrict my movement in any any shape or fashion. So, I stuck love
0: it. Yeah. I love that. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for agreeing to come and chat with sure. us. Of course, um, this has just been wonderful. Um, this is something that's been um, eye opening for me going through this process of chatting with so many trailblazers like yourself. Um, oh, I, again, I'm I'm very camera shy. Uh, so I, I hide behind the microphone a lot.
1: Oh no, you shouldn't months.
0: be. I mean, I don't go live, I don't do anything.
1: <laughs> I don't get in
0: front of I don't do any of that. Uh I don't even post selfies for real. I might every once in a while, I just I'm just not that kind of person. Okay. But this has really inspired me to want to continue to spark meaningful conversations and, and continue the dialogue with so many people that, like I said. And and again, for you guys, you might have heard me say this in previous episodes during this series, if you've been following, I'll say it for those who are just tuning in for this particular one, my word of advice or my tip for today um, is to be intentional about connecting with those that you are already connected with, but not really connected to. Mm. Um, and And what I mean is you don't know the treasures that you have within your network. We're not really tapping into our network. We're not ne- we're not intentionally nurturing our network. A lot of times, when you reach out to people, you try and sell something, and that's not really what a community is for. You know, you give a little, you take a little. You drop a gem, you pick one up. You know, we're just it's and and so the only way you know who you who you're working with and the wonderful stories they could share with you and experiences they can share if you take the time to listen to people. And so I would ask that you who's listening or watching would just be intentional, just select one person a week, just pick one person a week and just inbox them, DM DM them and ask them if they would be interested in a virtual coffee or a Monday margarita, whatever it is that suits your boat, suits you, but just reach out to people because look at this. I mean, I would have never known all these things that Merrill had You know, and we were able to unpack during our time together today. So this has been a treat for me. And I I just thank you all for watching. As I always try to say, um, I love you. God loves you. I want you to love you. Um, God loves you best. He loves you most. But second to that, it ought to be you that's doing that as well. So anyway, with all that being said, um, I ask that you subscribe or share or whatever you're going to do, like, comment, all that good stuff. And then just tune in for the next episode of the Life Unscripted podcast by organized energy. Blessings. It is awesome to listen to my show. But wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own? Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called, Is This Thing On? The super simple guide to planning, launching, and scaling your podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting one-on-one. So yeah, anyone can launch a podcast. That's the easy part. But not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast. Be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby, or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand. Either way, this book, this project is for you visit OrganizedEnergy.co slash shop. Again, OrganizedEnergy.co backslash shop. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit OrganizedEnergy.co slash spill the tea. OrganizedEnergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I wanna share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. Again, and as always, I wanna thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, okay? Thank you, I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me, that's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you, I remind you that God loves you and I want you to make sure that you love you, okay? I love you, God loves you. I wanna make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I wanna make sure that you also have subscribed to the show and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do. Okay, I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.